Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily for your Thursday night. Getting close to Christmas. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookies, a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. On tonight's show, we'll be talking about the signing of Minamino, the Club World Cup, any Anything else you want to bring into the group, whether it's football or just random, we have two great people on with us tonight that can answer those questions. We have Shawnee Lawson and we have Keith Plunkett. Look, stay with us, watch, subscribe, follow, share, do all that stuff, you know how it goes. <laughs> And here we go, just in time as Shawnee Lawson lowers down his uh, his his coverage of this show just in time. I got I got the intro so good and then Shawnee went, I'll oh, just fucking play this back to the speakers, fuck him. Um, listen, let's get into it. Um, Minamino is a Liverpool player officially. Uh, all the stuff was released earlier on today, early this morning. And, you know, he's in a Liverpool jersey and he's doing the slow-mos coming to the cameras and he's meeting Fabinho and it's all good. Shawnee, um I know we got excited when all this came out oh, probably about what, a week ago, a couple of days after we beat them in the Champions League, but a, a really good sign by the looks of it. Um, and just judging by the reaction of everybody, not only Liverpool fans, a, a really good and intelligent sign. What to expect from Edwards at the moment, just shrewd, shrewd business. Um, I think after the first, now that being said, I'd never heard of the fella before, before the first game in Anfield and he was ripping us to shreds. Um, and I, I, after watching that game, I was thinking, he's not going to be there long. And there was one or two of them there you were looking at thinking, yeah, they're not going to hang around. They'll probably head off to Dortmund or head off to Leipzig or something like that. But we've stepped in and uh, took the reins. And um, what an addition, especially coming in in January, just a, bit, a boost to the front line. It, it couldn't be any better. The price... 
the package, the player, his mentality, everything just suits us down to the ground. Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, the price of seven million, uh, seven point two five million pounds is is unbelievable business. It really is. Keith, he comes in in a position where people are wondering, you know, straight away you were talk, they were talking about does he go in the front three? Does he play in midfield? Where do you and you know and then is he an attacking midfielder? Is he a ten? There's been loads of debate over it, but where do you see him coming in? You know, is it similar to where he's played with Red Bull? Could you see Klopp walking on him over this five or six months during this season and looking for next season? Or do you see him as just a direct replacement for someone in the squad that he feels he's just upgrading? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, we've all seen how Klopp treats the, t- the new players that come in. There's a bed name period. There's a, you know, slowly drip fed into the team. But this fella looks like he can do it all. I had a quick look at some of the, the, you know, scouting websites on him and I just seen his positions that he's played. I don't know if you've seen this. This season he's played six positions for Red Bull, right? He's had, 428 minutes at right midfield or right wing back. He's had 420 minutes in attacking midfield or number 10. He's had 196 centre mid, 134 left midfield, 82 left wing and 61 centre forward. Fella plays everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, this fella plays everywhere. Does he, he comes across to me, just, now just look about it, I've watched him play twice, I'm gonna be honest, against us, um in the Champions League. I've gone and looked at a couple of YouTube videos because that's what people do. But, Keith, is he going to be one of these utility players or do you see him, Klopp saying, no, like you, you've mentioned four or five, six positions there, or do you see Klopp saying, no, I want him in this position and I want him to make a major impact there, or is he more utility in your eyes? Well, I think for the next six months, he'll be utility. I think he'll get games here and there. But I can see, I think a lot of people are underestimating the impact that this fella will have. I mm. think people think it's a, nearly a commercial sign and, you know, I'll buy an Asian, conquer the, the Asian market. But no, I think this fella is a serious player. I think he's going to get into that team. I don't know where. You know, I don't, I don't know where. I think he'll get enough game time. But I don't know if he'll have a set position. I mean, it seems his preferred position is attacking centre midfield. We don't really play with that, and we do have Keita and Oxley Chamberlain that can fill that role as well. But you never know a Klopp. One thing about Klopp, when he signed uh, Kagawa at Dortmund, didn't know much about him, and they said absolutely blew him away in training. And this fella could be the same. Klopp said the Japanese mentality was just do what they're, not do what they're told, but you know they get down, get on with their job, and force he'll force his way in somewhere. This fella will be in this team in no time. Yeah, North Red says he plays versus Everton and scores. Get your house on it. Dylan O'Rourke oh. reckons he starts a centre half uh, beside Hendo against Everton. Uh, Kevo Sullivan says he's a four-two-three-one signing written all over. Megan McCallion says think he'd be a great signing uh, for the Reds. Can't wait when he scores the winner against Everton. Carlo Donovan says, "Hey, Gavin Shawnee, Jesus, how good are these Reds? Gav, do you reckon if Liverpool win the league, the day trippers will host a party like the Red Men and Murray's? When Liverpool win the league, most of the day trippers will die. Um, let me just let me just put it out there. I don't I don't think we last." much longer than that we may all just be um r.i.p very soon after that shawnee on this signing um you know liverpool fans are speculating over where does he play what will he do you know like keith said the asian market it's a it's a shrew move in that sort of way but i know you you were showing us some stuff today in the whatsapp group and it was from reddit because I, lo- I know you love a decent reddit uh thread and it seems that fans of other clubs are having a little bit of a meltdown the, the fact that liverpool have done this is that just testament to a signing to this signing on its own yeah, I think it just goes for Liverpool's business in recent years, Gav. Like we 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 talked about it in in depth last week with yourself and P 
about where we were at the turn of the decade. And i seen today, like, Liverpool went from signing Koncheski and Jovanovic and the likes of them players to just sniping these little gems out of nowhere. Mm. And then we, we were turning these five and seven million pound players into superstars, even Mohamed Saleh. He, he he was of a good level when we signed him and we made him world class. Sadio Mane was of a good level when we signed him, we made him world class. You go Genie Voinaldum, you're looking at Firmino. So across the board, the recruitment has been incredible in the last couple of years. And then when they see us make these type of signings without any hassle, without being challenged, that in the position we're already in, you must be thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, that he's not got enough already. We have a player now who Minamino who comes in who who play opposition fans would be in watching us in the Champions League saying, Jesus, I'd fancy him. Now all of a sudden he's on their side. He's coming in. Like Keith said, he, he's a bit of a Swiss army you know, he, he can play everywhere. Yeah, no, perfect player. It's 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 incredible really. It's we were all thinking he'd be a great player to get. And it, it's similar to the Fabinho one where at four o'clock in the day we're being linked and then nine o'clock he's holding up the short. Yeah. We, we, we were never linked with Minamino. It was just done. And you see today that, um, apparently this is in the pipeline years. The players are turning to Klopp after the game in Anfield saying, you need to get this fella. And Klopp was sniggering because it was already in the pipeline. Yeah. So th- th- like, this is before any of us even heard of this fella. Mm. Yeah, no, because like, so, I, I know Liverpool can work fast, but I can't see them playing, I can't see them playing Salzburg at Anfield and coming back a month later and playing them away and having a deal in place because it was literally, you're looking at five weeks and the whole thing goes from start to finish. I can't see that. I know they're good, but I think they, they plan so far in advance that I think you're right, Sean. This could have been something that was just way down the road or being looked at heavily and just by chance we drew them in the Champions League. Do you think that's yeah. the case? Yeah, sure. Gav, when he was playing at Anfield, he was probably thinking to himself, this is where I'm going to end up, or this yeah. is where I am ending up. You know what I mean? You've you seen the little wink he gave Firmino after, or Salah after the game in Salzburg. Yeah. Like this, he, he even said himself, he knew for some time that this meal was coming along. Yeah. No, it's, it's, like, they're way ahead of us. They're way ahead. People are panicking in the summer when we didn't do any business. These fellas have it covered. If something is a necessity, it will be covered. Yeah. It will be covered. These fellas are not, they're no, there's no slouches here, God. Nobody's, everyone is operating on the same level at Liverpool at the moment, firing on all sitters, in the back room and on the pitch. And And not only that, lads, as well, like, we mightn't have heard of Minamino or Salzburg mightn't have been on our radar, but Salzburg had their own deals with Liverpool about the training ground or the new Kirkby training academy and all that. Salzburg and Liverpool have that connection. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just a case of played against us in the Champions League, done well, or we'll sign him. Yeah, you know, it, he's it, well known and to the to the right people in the club. No, he is. He can go, go, on, go on about Klopp and all, Gav, but it it comes back to the one fella again, and it's Michael Edwards, mm. and it's it's a fella who's operating at a world class level in his field. And when you look at other football and sport directors around. Nobody compares to this fella at the moment. He's he's pawning players off to Barmit for triple that worth. He's he's selling duds for double the price that we bought them, mm. and then he's bringing in these gem at the same time. He's basically running the club for nothing. I you know what I think he's I think he's working six months in advance. Like I'd say I'd say on the twenty fifth of June he sat down and had his Christmas dinner. 
that's how far ahead of us he is. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I'd, yeah, I'd say he's going close. away on the tw- next Wednesday when we're all sitting down to Christmas dinner. He's going to be somewhere sunny because he's considering yeah, he's shorts a, and flip flops. Yeah, it's now. the summer holidays yeah. now. Like he, he he walks in the when he wakes up, it's he's in June. He's he's literally in the middle of June at the minute. Yeah. It's, it, it's 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 phenomenal work and. And it just shows, I suppose, that the trust that's within there. And, you know, you, you hear people, like, you you mentioned the Fabinho one there, right? And even going back a couple before that, Wijnaldum even, there was no move with Wijnaldum, and then it was just bang, it was done. And a lot of people, Liverpool fans, probably my age, probably a little bit older, are saying, this is what Liverpool used to do all the time. You wouldn't hear a fucking thing, and the next thing, they'd be sitting at Anfield, signing a contract, and they'd be on, doing their interview and a press conference. But... And and people have likened that now, like, oh, this is the way Liverpool used to be. But they're walking so far ahead of themselves. This is nearly an extra notch it has gone up again. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Like, Sean, you showed me something earlier from that Reddit um, thread, and it was like, I think it was a City and a United fan, and the United fan was literally down in the dumps. He hates every fucking minute of this, because yeah, I think it, it, it reminds him of what United done under Ferguson, doesn't it? Yeah, Ferguson used to just take the best players from everyone around them, and teams couldn't grow because United would be just taking them. Mm. Like we we made a mistake with Van Dyke, the the apology and everything. Yeah. But it's just it's all been stepping stones to get to where we got the gap. Yeah. And we never we never once went back on that. After Van Dyke, we could have sought an alternative. But now look, we had to pay a twenty five million premium because it, we we made a bollocks of it initially. But there you go. That was us being bitten. It'll never happen again. We're on top of everything. Exactly. And what bitten. They were beaten with the Van Dijk one, and that's why they're doing it so different now. It's you're right. If you see these links, the likes of Jaden Sancho being linked, uh, and look, Jaden Sancho's a great it. player, but it's all coming from the Dortmund side or from the yeah. Sancho side. It yeah. certainly isn't coming from the Liverpool side because yeah. yeah. they don't give out anything now. A player will come. Don't be surprised. Havertz is getting linked today. Well, that's somebody that's did say on the chat there. Us. The Havertz chat does a does serious, serious talk of Havertz now. Where's yeah, it coming from? Yeah, no, you, you make a great point. You make a great point. He's dropping off. He's dropping off at Leverkusen this year. Yeah. He's yeah. not as prominent as he was last year. Yeah. So this is Leverkusen saying, now we'll ship him out. Same way they did with Brandt, the same way Lille did with uh, Pepe. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know that these lads are only going to be off for a minute. So get them out while they can. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you, you make great points because it is one of those where, you know, it's co- it's all coming from the other side, and and even even the Fekir stuff at the time was all coming from Leon. Everything was about what Leon are saying and what's the president saying and what's what's the French newspaper saying. Yeah. And you're and you're right. This Sancho stuff is all coming from the German side, and they could be looking at it going, he's a little bit of trouble at the minute. We've we've put him on a massive wage, and now it's an issue. How do we get him out Premier League? They they'll pay the money. Yeah. That's just the way it goes, you know. Uh, North Look, says the numbers being mentioned. Sorry, no, for yeah. you got the numbers one hundred and twenty million for Jaden Sancho or 7 million for Minamino you know we're looking yeah. at these little as Shawnee said earlier these little gems yeah. they're the ones we'll be going after 30 or 40 million maybe we'll go can't see us spend 120 well the thing is like it's it's the the, the fee isn't the big thing to me it's the, it's the money 195 grand or something he's on a week um, yeah. at Leverkusen it's so not going to happen no not for, yeah. for me it wouldn't happen at that price we'll no. have to wait and see North Red says Christmas Minamino Liverpool tops will pay for the fee I love that I love when um, jerseys and, and um, wristbands and, and t-shirts pay for fees I really do uh, Kevo Sullivan makes a point that anyone worth their salt at a Premier League or Championship club should should be copying Leipzig and Salzburg business model of the last five years. That's a very good point, in fairness. Um, Glenner says, will other clubs look to poach Edwards? It's very hard to poach Edwards because 
you could you could you could go round and offer Edwards double your money tomorrow, say a Barcelona or a Real Madrid or whoever. You know, you see, you could come in and just go listen. We just want this fella; he's brilliant. But it's all about the structure. You can't. W- w- it's not yeah. solely based on one fella. He has a structure around him where it's the owners, it's it's directors, it's him, it's Klopp, it's it could be Linders, it the, could be the anyone. T- the you know thing I mean? we have going in our favour regards to that with the reason why I don't think Edwards would be poached because if you look at. Um, you look at how all the top clubs are operating at the moment. Say, for instance, Ajax. Uh, you still you have United, you have Real Madrid, you have Barcelona, Bayern Munich. There's politics everywhere. There's politics. There's ex-heads at the top who are still making decisions. Like I wouldn't be surpri- surprised if Ferguson is making decisions from the dark. That's not happening at Liverpool. Thought you were going to say from yeah. the grave there. Go well, on. Go on. You yeah, know, he's like Brilliant. the Palpatine yeah. from the back pulling the strings. Whereas yeah. that's not the, it, it, Liverpool is just perfect harmony. Yeah. It's it's a it's a marriage between. I remember the club's very first interview. I get the first say, and then I get the final say. You know, it's it, it can't be replicated what by the own gap, no matter how hard that they try. Yeah, but it's definitely a system that's being worked on because when Rogers was there, right, um the, a lot of the, a lot of people the, the system that was in place was probably close to what's in place now. But they made a big thing of it. We have a transfer committee. Like, you know, it was like, you know, when you used to get down the credit union on a Tuesday night to see if you got your loan. You know, the kind of way they all met and had yeah. to talk about it. Whereas now it's probably quite similar, but they say fuck all about it. They have their meetings, yeah, they have it. their, and every club has it, a transfer committee. It's cause it's walking, guys. Yeah, yeah it's but, cause it's walking. Yeah, but you know what? Bollocks, if, it, if it wasn't walking, everyone would be kicking up and going mad over it. Yeah, but the other thing is, right? A massive thing in football, and all right, the money is huge, so it's hard to deal with this way, but trial and error, and learn from your mistakes. And trust me, Liverpool Football Club have learned from mistakes. With, yeah, 100%. With, with if given Dag Leash all that money at the time, Rogers coming in, making a massive thing about transfer committees, stuff, they've learned now, and basically they've gone from, we'll spend when we need to spend, and we'll tell you when we need to tell you, it's none of your fucking business in between that. Yeah. And that's the way it works, you know. And it's a brilliant setup, it's working really well, and, it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool turned around and got Jaden Sancho if it was to happen and he turned around to Jaden Sancho and said listen you can come to us but we're paying 60 million and you're getting 150 grand a week and then we'll bonus you we'll bonus you to the max then and that might happen yeah. you know you someone, someone says they're Chelsea and United will pay it let them Liverpool could be used as a pawn here but the talk is it's very 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 serious on Jaden Sancho but we'll have to wait and see I, I, I'm very sceptical over that sort of money Dylan O'Rourke says I think Liverpool should be in for Werner he'd be uh, let me see uh, as Sorry, he thinks he should be in for Werner. He'd be at Liverpool. Negotiations with them would be seem very smooth from both sides. Obviously, another uh, Red Bull sort of yeah, franchise, did, you know. We Come had on. we had a pain in our bollocks with Ragnick with Kate in it, though, didn't we? Like yeah. that that was that wasn't as straightforward as the Salisbury boys. But just got real quick point, Gav, on mm-hmm. the recruitment. A uh, couple of couple of weeks ago on MNF, Gary Neville was talking about what's going wrong for Man City and the likes of United and then what's going right for Liverpool and he highlighted just how good Liverpool's recruitment has been and he was basically because you know the way Neville is he, he, he hates it as much as any other United oh, yeah. fan what's going on there with us he was saying there's no way that Liverpool can continue this streak of successful transfers a door is going to have to come along somewhere mm-hmm. and I don't I don't agree with him there's too much due, due diligence being done here by the lads at the top to, to allow this to go awry. Mm. And that's why, that's for me the main reason why we wouldn't go for Sancho. Because 
there's a wage structure in place there, and they're not going to throw her out for a kid who, let's be honest, a couple of good seasons in Dortmund, he's he's not better than what we have now. If you turn around telling me you're losing Salah for Sancho, I'd say no, thanks. Yeah, you no. Mad, yeah. It's yeah, the same with Dembele at Barcelona. He's the exact same situation. You know, a lot of money, <laughs> big books, but he has a few issues and. Sean is right there. When we're signing players, we're not signing duds because we're looking at their personality and their, their private life. How do they, you know, present themselves, leaders, you know what I mean? There's no sort of mess. There's even the likes of Shakiri comes in there. Yeah. Shakiri, everyone thought was a bit of a bogey. Got his head down. There hasn't been a whisper out of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, they look at this. It, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things as well. Like when you look at this Minamino deal, right? Liverpool, coming up to a transfer window now in January and probably looking further ahead in June. If Liverpool had something to do with Sancho, this is the way I think about it, if Liverpool had something to do with Sancho, Darwin wouldn't be opening that mouth because Liverpool would be saying, listen, we will pay X amount, you're happy with that, we might do it in January or we'll put it off to the summer, we'll, we'll work that out between us. But under strict conditions, keep your mouth shut in the fucking media. Do you know that kind of way? And for that amount of heat to be going on, the more and more comes out about Jaden Sancho, the more I don't believe it, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't yeah. know, that, that might be a stupid way of looking at it. No, no, I but, get you. No, no, I agree with you 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, so, uh, the, uh, the other side I'd, of the I'd be less surprised if Timo Werner signed for Liverpool in January. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. the Werner stuff just gets thrown around because, oh, we can play across the front three and he's fast. Whereas there's nothing actually coming out of Germany saying Timo Werner's talking to Liverpool. It's all just, it's the likes of this show and, and other shows and other um, social media outlets that might speculate and Probably look at where he fit in, but there's nothing coming. What out age of is Sancho? Sancho was 19 years of age, I think. Yeah. You, you can't tell me that Harvey Elliott might not be as good as him in three years' time. Well, there you go. North Red on the on yeah. the chat says, "Get we Elliott in the mix." Look, sure you can't tell talent. me that. And this is a fella who Klopp be looking at every day in training, mm. and you can tell we we've seen Wonder Kids come along the whole time, fucking Christian Adarge and Nemeth, Adam Morgan, all of these. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Elliott straight away, you can see. That he has, he possesses something that not many do. Yeah. He's special, that lad. He possesses and, the ability, Sean, over anything 16. else, over anything else, yeah. l- left. And home. the arrogance, Gav. There's an arrogance to his game. It's not even an arrogance for me. It's he's t- gonna make it. It's not even you an know? arrogance for me. I'll tell you what it is for me. He, all, he's left footed. He's beautiful to watch. He glides with the ball. He's, he can go inside and outside. He can shoot. He can pass. He can do it. And you say an arrogance. And there probably is an arrogance there because he's going around with the, with the haircut and the whole lot. Like, you know, the kind of way. Well, not even a hair. He probably needs a fucking haircut. The hair style. Oh, no problem but, with the arrogance. No, no, no. Gav, I but I tell you what it is. It's his ability and his want to take responsibility. That's the biggest thing yeah. for me. Like, he went, the other night Liverpool are 4 0 down at half time. Now, he was brilliant in the first half. He was getting in there. But watch him in the second. We don't, we don't score. All right. We don't, but watch him in the second half. He decides he's coming in off the left and he's going to start try affect the game in the middle, down down the left, down the right. He takes responsibility on that team to say, listen, it's clear now, it's up to me. I'm going to have to do something here if we're going to score a goal. And he tries yeah. his utmost. The, the, and the he want, was the youngest player in the pitch as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the, the want to take responsibility from Elliot for me is the, is the one where you go, yeah, he just, he takes responsibility going to Liverpool first team tomorrow if, if you, if you really, really yeah. needed them. Yeah. Um, Dylan O'Rourke says, Samad Yessel. You forgot Samad Yessel. Um, oh, uh, let me see. Glenner says there has to be a succession plan for the front three lads. They're all peak value at the moment, same age. Yeah, there has to be, but and I'm sure there is, but I just think the more you get coming out of, whether it be Germany, Italy, Spain, France, or anywhere with regards to a player, 
the the less I see the chance of Liverpool signing because Liverpool seem to have they had a gag on they had a gag on on um, Salzburg they had to because Salzburg said nothing until the signing was done they were nearly applauding Liverpool as as this kind of built up you know the kind of way look it, we we'll do transfer stuff in January and we'll have Grizz on and he, he'll have um, loads of green ticks beside his name I'm sure by the time the month is out and loads of red X's as well. Um, the club walk. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impact away. Up lads, Saturday Flamengo, half five, um, same time actually as Leicester play City I think um, in the Premier League but we, we seen the game the other night it was a mixed side, you know it was, a, it was a good result, it was an okay performance the referee wasn't great, I didn't think I thought Monterey were a bit of a disgrace when it came to antics during the game but looking forward to this one at the weekend lads uh, Keith I'll come to you first, do you expect him to go as close to full strength as he can for this one? Yeah, I expect him to go as close to full strength, but I don't think Van Dijk is going to be ready by by the looks of it. So full strength means Hendo are centre back again. A bit of a risk when you go up against these lads because I think Sean you were saying it in the club there last week. They're a very attacking team, Flamengo. They're not a typical Brazilian. Yeah, uh, you know, hatchet team. They're a, they score the stack. They can see it aloud. So might be a bit edge of the seat stuff for Hendo and Gomez are centre back, but sure. Give it a go and see what we can do. You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't be afraid of these teams, but they're they're uh, not to be underestimated either because they've a lot of good players um, in their squad. A lot of well-known players as well. You know, if you followed European football, you'd know a fair few of them. I was looking at it and I was surprised the other day. Now, in saying that, they were mucking the first half against El Sad. Absolutely garbage. They were going through them for form. Mm. Oh. They turned it around and got the win, so yeah, tricky game. Yeah, no, it, it looks it looks tricky. Um, they have got some decent players, like you said. I looked them up the other day, and a couple of players like they will spring to mind when you when you look at them. Shawnee, my biggest issue with this weekend will be I just want to get out of this game, win, lose or draw, whatever way it goes. I just want to get out of this game where we don't have any more injuries, no lads coming back with niggles. Because <coughs> we literally, Shawnee, finish on the twenty fourth and on the twenty sixth we go to Leicester, so we probably have yeah. a two day period in Liverpool where we need to get everything right again. Is that your biggest concern? Are you thinking what will be? Will be just go and win the game. Yeah, just go and win. I think winning is the best habit to have, Gav. Mm. When the players are getting medals around their necks, no matter how seriously that they take it, it's all justification for their hard work. I think uh, coming home from, from Doha on Saturday with another trophy in the bag and it'll be another feather to the cap and go on and then press on and beat Leicester. Go back to the dressing room to see how the two lads who are trying to chase you go on. Mm. We, we need to get into a position of comfort here without being complacent and yeah. just be comfortable in their position. If we box clever, there's nobody going to catch us in this league. Yeah. So go, go gun, go gun how on Saturday. Go gun how, win a trophy, make history. Might not be that big to us, but I tell you what, those Brazilian lads would be taking that serious. I was listening to Peter Crouch's podcast and he said in 2005 when Liverpool went, they went on a piss up. Yeah. They went on a piss up in Japan. Yeah. 
He went on the piss. Nobody took it seriously. Can't tell me this team is telling you. Klopp's not looking at it that way. I know it was mix and match the other day, but it was just out of what we had. I think Van Dijk will be ready. And if he is, he'll play. And if Van Dijk plays, we beat these handy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. No, I just think, like, they're both, they're both going over there. I think Liverpool played a full, full 11, or as close to a full 11 as they can. They're a better side than Flamengo, you know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. But before we, before we go on to it, I just want to tell people, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, uh, hit the like button, uh, hit the bell icon, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, hit, share it onto your timeline. You know all that stuff. We've about five or five, ten minutes probably left. Um, if you have any random questions for the lads, absolutely throw them in there and I'll get to as many as we can before we go. But just going back to the game, um, you know, Shawnee said there, Keith, go and win the game. You know, make history. It's a big thing. It is a big thing to win it. And, and there's no doubt that Flamengo will be going for it as well. But do you think, do you genuinely think, Keith, that winning this game on Saturday could literally give us another push going, yeah, now look what we've done now, and we've done the Super Cup, and we've done the World Club Cup, and now we're going back and we're going to show the rest of England how good we are, and this this fixture pile-up doesn't bother us, we're just going to keep going and going and going, the relentless Reds. Is, 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 do you think that could do that for us? Yeah, definitely, because like like the English mightn't take this tournament seriously, but the South Americans are all over it. I yeah. mean, the Flamingo fans still sing a song from Andy Bettles in 1981, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the big chant they have at that stadium. Mm-hmm. They go into that. It's like Monterey went into the game during that day. Hell for leather. Yeah. Not a bother to them. You know what I mean? They were getting stuck in. They weren't over there on a jolly. I don't think we'll be either. And I think there's a snobbery about the likes of the Super Cup and about the, uh, the World Club Cup from the English clubs and fans. You have people on Twitter saying, ah, oh, Mickey Mouse friendly and all that. Man City fans. Yeah, they're claiming the Charity Shield as a great trophy themselves. You know? It, yeah. I think there can be a cup is a cup and a win is a win and to take that into the shiny spot on there you know if they go back there on Saturday if anyone has a little niggle they have a winner's medal around their neck they won't give a shit they want to be in there playing that next game they're not going to be putting their feet up you know what I mean because we're on a roll at the moment keep going churn them out get the Leicester game out of the way these boys won't feel their little niggles and their little knocks love them would he was there if he was there but the others not so much you know just keep rolling on. The winning mentality will carry into the next game and the next game. And it's what's got us there. I mean, rarely losing games, rarely. Mm. Well, two, two late defeats in about two years. Madness. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking mad. Madness. Another, another thing is, you're going on about fixture pile up, Gav. Leicester are going to have to play two games now in January. City are going to have to play two derbies now in January. Yeah. Sandwiched in between yeah. already. <laughs> banged up schedule we, we, we'll we get our time to rest and recuperate and we've players are all coming back in who will just go straight back into that lineup. yeah I, th- I, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't we, I be worried we... about bodies or anything dropping yet it's all, when players aren't playing just think about it as rest if a player is injured yeah. he's resting yeah he's not he's resting no it's it's it, you know something it's it's one of those I think you're right Sean you're like yeah, I said it, I said it last night. You know, those two extra games for Leicester, those two extra games for City, I think we dropped the FA Cup like a fucking stone in early January. And I think the only thing that stops us is because it's Everton. I think if we were to go and beat Everton, I think you'd probably look at a fourth round exit somewhere. And then we start to pick and choose our games as we go along. But this, this team, this team as well and squad as well able to go at two competitions from January to, to May. No problem to them. And I've said it, 
And I keep saying it, and nothing will change my mind on this. Liverpool are managing this squad and they're managing these games as best they can until they can get themselves into mid-January. I'm fully yeah. up 100% yeah, convinced Yeah, I agree that. with you, guys. Exactly. You, because, you, keep, you keep going back to this these whole things being managed in blocks. Yeah. I'd imagine that that's been going on since August. And with the lead that we've built up now, Klopp and the boys may be saying, right, well, we have a little bit of leeway now. Obviously, we're not going to fucking take the piss, but we have a little bit of leeway now, considering the position we're at to getting ourselves into. Yeah, no, it's, and it is blocks because I look at it now, like, like I've, so I'm, I'm, I'm out there. Liverpool are winning the league and, and they're, they're going to be the only side in this, in this league that are going to break 90 points. I'll put it out there and I'll stick with it. Um, because when I say something, I'll, I'll, I'll back myself on it. But we're looking at, I'd say Klopp's looking at it now when he's saying to himself, right, uh, Leicester, Wolves, Sheffield United, right? And then he's going to turn the new year and he's going to go, right, Everton. And then he, I think he plays away to Spurs, home to United, and he gets through them. And then when you look at the run from there on in, I think he's just going, yeah, let's blast this out of the way. And by the time we get to the start of April against City, we'd be too far ahead. We can afford this, that, or the other. But they're definitely managing something because, and some, I don't know who I was listening to the other day, and they made a great point. They went, look, we used to blast teams over. We used to come out and play football that would, you know, make your eyes water was that good. But what do we get for it? What do we actually yeah. get for it at the end of it? And people can say, well, we got Champions League final and we won a Champions League. Listen, we did, and that, and that's amazing. But league-wise, we need we need to structure ourselves. I don't don't get me wrong. I think when you come to February, you are going to see Liverpool just break out and start fucking destroying teams because teams won't know what to do about us and they give up before they play us. And like. I think I might have been called on the on the WhatsApp uh, during the week, and I think Shawnee mentioned it last week and gave me credit for it. And I have to give it back to Carl because he's getting very fucking upset about it, and I don't want to lose him as a friend. He was saying teams are going to start picking teams to to just get through a Liverpool game because they feel they've another three points that they can target the following week. You know, and it, it, it's one of those. So as much as we're planning blocks, other teams are planning to nearly avoid us, you know, that kind of way. And that can work in your favour as well. Um, Shani, I have a random question for us. Um, 2010 to 2019, give us your worst Liverpool 5 aside. Now, we can just go around the table if you want, talking about it, but your worst Liverpool 5 aside between 2010 and 2019. Any suggestions for me? Fucking hell. So what I'll do is... I'll break, I'll, 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 in this or what? Yeah, yeah, well, start... Have you Hodgson? Yeah. Was he not... Oh, he was 2010, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick one goalkeeper, one defender, two midfielders and one striker, right? So, Shani, give us a goalkeeper. And it's, <sighs> only, it's only one for me. Bogdan, it has to be Bogdan. Okay, right, Bogdan. Would you agree with that, Keith? I was thinking of a certain blonde-haired German goalkeeper that made a bollocks nah, in the Champions League final, but Bogdan is much yeah. worse. My partner has much worse. He was. Carrius had a decent run in the side. It's just he, yeah. he got fucking scalded at the worst point, to be fair. Exactly. Yeah, the Bogdan's a much worse player, but that's it. immediately, I think, a Carrius. But now I have to agree with Bogdan. We've had a few stinkers, in fairness. Brad Jones. Brad Jones, yeah. Jesus, there's another one. But Bogdan, yeah, but he is, Bogdan spent his right. career in Liverpool, right? Uh, sitting on the mezzanine at Melwood, and I always say this, and he was taking pictures of the lads training while he was eating a fruit salad. <laughs> it was mad, like he was a four-seam goalkeeper. I, I agree with Bogdan. Go on, Shani, what were you saying? Yeah, he was shy. This, yeah. uh, he was fucking shocking. Oh. Uh, Centre-halves. So you're just looking for oh, one, one defender, two midfielders and a striker, right? We've, we've had some stinkers as well. Fuck me. Um, yes. Yeah, man. Kuczewski was a bag of piss. Uh, Thiago Lorry, 
my God, he was a stock and a choice. Yeah. yeah, but he was—he was going to be the best centre half in the world, wasn't he? Cause yeah, he—he was he, he ran forty meters quicker than Ronaldo and Nani, but the cunt couldn't kick fucking <laughs> water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> Shocking! Water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> um, the, the, I, I'll let Key pick the rest of the team, but if we get to the end of this without picking Lazar Markovic, I'm done. He's the worst <laughs> signing in the club's history. <laughs> okay. So listen, we're going with Bob. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to pick a, a, a defender, lads. Uh, are we going Konchesky? Elori. Elori. Konchesky. Whatever. Either or, L- about Shui. Laurie went on to have a good career and fair. He went to spawn yeah, this team to be right. fair to him. So but. we go with Konchesky. And Chesky was played septic. And we can stick at that team as well. Like in the midfield, we've had like Jovanovic, fucking Pose. Oh, holy crap. Again, PTSD here. <laughs> yeah. It was that, that team thing with Hodgson, Danny Wilson, Joe Cole, Jovanovic. Oh, holy oh, yeah, You can make your five aside out of that. Yeah. That could be a five aside right there. Jesus yeah. Christ. Kevin Sullivan has Bogdan Quates spearing. Carol Markovic. Um, I'm not having Quates. Quates done that. Don't score, that goal at QPR. Yeah. I'm not having it. Yeah, Ber- Bertie yeah. has uh, Konchesky, Bogdan, Balotelli, Paulson, and Voronin. Um, there's loads of names coming down there. Uh, Nortra says, Jesus, carry us. That name sends shivers down my spine. Uh, you know, he was absolutely shy. Barini was shy, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, he was bleeding, though, yeah. wasn't he? And there was Brendan's a lot of big, big things made of him because he was Brendan's first, um, first signing. Yeah. Uh, Dylan... Dylan Heno says, uh, thanks for the, the, the badge and the stickers, Gav. Oh yeah, that's young Dylan. Um, Cop Badge sent me, uh, some, some stuff and I passed it on to Dylan because he's a young Liverpool fan. So, and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't use them because he's just going to press somewhere. So yeah, Dylan, that's no problem at all. Um, so we're, we're at Bogdan. We're gone Koncheski. So two midfielders. So we're definitely putting Lazar Markovic as one of them in there. Yeah, Lazar in there and Paulson. Two shy bags. Right, Tolkien. Okay, okay. Tolkien was absolutely mule as well. <coughs> right, the striker. Yeah. Who are you going with as a striker? You see, I'd have rather done this from 2000 to 2019 because there's way more better players. Oh, you'd have got loads of crap at that. Oh, yeah, you? unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Lambert was pony as well, wasn't he, in fairness? <laughs> he was shy. But you know what? He, yeah, was, he, was, he, was, he was bought and he just, he never suited the way we were going to play. You know, I think if you'd have played a certain Very system, he might have been all right. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, look at Aspas and look at what he's like now, night and day, uh, the difference. Uh, Aspas didn't get a crack at a whip, yeah, down, I don't he, think, to be honest. The only goal that Cocoon scored was the one goal he didn't show on the telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only game that wasn't on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Oldham, wasn't it? Was it Oldham? Yeah. Oldham or Anfield, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was one of those. Well, he was actually at Aspas' debut, Stoke, and he actually had a great game that day. He was decent that day. Storage with the winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jovanovic is getting a lot of shouts here as the forward. Jovanovic was Jovanovic the one? No, that was that. Was, Jovanovic is the one who just built the ball up in the air against Arsenal on his debut, wasn't it? Oh no, yeah. there's a brilliant clip of him going around. <laughs> it might be Arsenal, and he. I don't know whether he wins a header and he builds the ball in the air and he just goes <laughs> running and then it hits him on the head yeah. as it comes down. It falls down yeah. <laughs> I Terrible. think it's a corner he that comes in and someone clears it and he's running after it and he yeah, the Jovanovic is in there. Jovanovic, yeah. so, so, uh, yeah, I think he's walking in little on the long way around now. So he didn't even have a career after it. <laughs> Megan throws in Gog in there, and Gog was Paul. Oh, yeah, he but he's got against United. I know he did. I know yeah, he did, but yeah, so did okay. Paul Ince. You know what I mean? He's Aldi Origi. 
Yeah. And Gog is Aldi Arigi. He was poor. It's he hard to poor. throw youngsters in there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've had a few that robbed a few games, Plessy and all that, yeah. got games, yeah. robbed a living, you know what I mean? But Philip Degham. It's hard to put the young boys in. Philip Degham was sure, yeah, yeah. he would have been in the, the, uh, the 2000 yeah. brigade. We would have got him in. Ben Teke wasn't great either. No, he was, his, his goal he record, some, like. He got some good goals though. He did get some good yeah. goals. He scores a great one away. It's, it was a Sunderland. He gets a great one at United. He scores a great header at Anfield against. Um, look, I think boys, it was Southampton. Look how far we've, look how far we've come. Look at the catalogue yeah. of shite. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And, unbelievable. And loads were not even mentioning. You know what I mean? We're talking about in a short space of time. That's so easy. Yeah. yeah. So there's one. Yeah. Right. He'll so, find him. So the, the team, the team are coming up with is Bogdan, Kunchewski. Paulson, Markovic, and are we going Jovanovic? Go Jovanovic, yeah. Yeah, could kick water if you fell out of a boat. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo Dunham follows it up though. And last question, alright, unless someone comes in with a belter. You know, but, there's probably a lot of wankers that have Henderson in that team. Oh, you know yeah, that? Henderson, oh. Henderson, Milner, and, and, and Degsy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Carlo Dunham follows it up and he says, the most underrated player you had a soft spot for. He really liked it. Oh, he really, really liked Riera. No idea. Easy one for me. Yeah. Easy one for me. Yeah. I loved Maxi Rodriguez. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh. I loved the song oh. as well. Yeah. Everything he was quality. I think, I remember there was a, I think there was a month where he scored nearly every goal we had. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Two hat tricks or something. Yeah. He scored a hat trick at home to Birmingham and won away to Fulham. I remember that. He was yeah. a good player, bit, good bit He's of head. Still I, think, I thought he was let go too soon, to be honest. Yeah. He's still playing over in Argentina. He's back with Mills Old Boys, about forty one. Yeah. yeah, no, he was quality and uh it was just he was a real um I think he was was he signed under Hodgson? No. I think no. he might have been. Because I remember him, I remember Liverpool being Arthur Shoy, but I remember him playing, and we beef. I think it might be in Villa at Anfield, and he got a couple of goals, and he had a mad kind of fucking uh, neck scarf on him, red and white striped neck scarf. Yeah. I remember right. Um, ben Ayun, Dylan O'Rourke loved Ben Ayun. Yeah, Ben Ayun was brilliant. Yeah, uh, Ben Ayun was brilliant. Fabarello as well. Fabio Aurelio was a great smash. Yeah, he was just unlucky. Yeah, really, yeah. was a good, good baller. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, you were going back a couple of years there. There's players. I'm trying to think of players that I really liked and really wanted to um, succeed and probably not not play to the potential, but I really liked them. It's quite, it's quite hard. Curious. Do you know? Do you know who I had a soft spot for, and I wanted him to do so well, and he just never done it. It was Harry Kiel. And yeah. I, he, he was the sort of player that frustrated me loads, but then I looked at him and please just do something that you don't have fucking Leeds, will you? You know, I remember him at Leeds and he was bashing balls in against Arsenal when they were fucking unbeatable and he was unbelievable. Harry Kiel was the biggest letdown for me because I thought he had it, he, he had it all. And you know, he could have went on to being an absolute hero at Liverpool just because of the style but, of play and the outrageous stuff he could come out with. But, did you hear Rafa talking about him on Monday Night Football with Carragher? No, I don't watch anything before oh. the games. Did you see that one, Shawnee? Yeah, I uh, seen Raffle him was on it, And he was saying, you know, they were asking, how can you play Kiel? And he's like, Kiel? Kiel could do it all. He could get you a goal. He like he spoke very well of him, you know what I mean? And at yeah. the time, you're looking, you're like, what's he in the bleeding team for? You take it for granted. You thought he was just a bit of a stop in a show. But no, he was very highly rated, Hardy Kiel there. Yeah. Would have liked to see him do better. There was loads back then. Yeah, Riera, Benning. There was Garcia was another one. He didn't really get, he only got the plaudits when he left, kind of. 
Crouch. Yeah. He scored some. He scored crouch. some crucial goals though, and remember, really well remembered yeah. goals like, like um, Carlo- Crouch was excellent. Crouch was just at an unfortunate time. I think he said himself that he wish he had a held out because he yeah. didn't expect Torres to leave so quick. But he yeah. was a player that didn't really, uh, didn't really. He 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 could have had another couple of seasons at Liverpool, definitely, and done a job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh Dylan Robbie Ruck, Kane. Dylan Robbie Kane was fucking he was he he was a victim of fucking Rick Parry. Robbie Kane was a good player. I'd never got a run. Oh, he was at West Brom, Robbie Kane scored two goals, he was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Just, was he not sold like a week later or something? Yeah, no, that yeah. was it. He was, it was always... didn't want them. Oh. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. Like um Dylan O'Rourke hated Glenn Johnson. <laughs> Uh, Yussi says Julie taught Kiel how not to play football um, Kev O'Sullivan really had a soft spot for Lalana but just felt that the squad passed him boy Dylan O'Rourke mentioned Robbie Keane Bertie says um, he fucking Julie picked oh, Mel had Stufo over oh, that's one of the yeah. that, that's criminal that killed me as a kid that, that, he was one of the players that I remember watching him I remember watching him play I don't even think he doesn't score I think Liverpool win 2-0 against Newcastle at Anfield I think Danny Murphy might get both goals right and Nelka that night was just, I watched it on telly. I was, what was I? He was mercurial. Oh, he, he was, was he was outrageous. He was, yeah. he was playing with his back to defenders. He was coming off. He was playing as a 10. He was a right winger. He was a left winger. Yeah. He was going over the top. Different class. Oh, he, he was outrageous. And then look at what he done. And then he, after Liverpool. Afterwards, exactly, yeah. He and then, and then he put a in place. I think he won a goal and boot at Chelsea. He was quality. Yeah. But that all came down, I think that all came down to the people he had around him. I think it was a couple of brothers that looked after him and they were a bit mad. You know, a bit like the Paul Pogba situation at the moment and stuff like that. Uh, North Red mentions El Hadj Juff. Uh, I'm not going into that. Um, Charlie Adam. Jesus, yeah, that was bad. Uh, Yari Littman, and never used properly, was criminal. He rarely played his Bertie. Uh, a lot of injuries in there as well. Yari was a brilliant player as well to watch at times. Um, but I, ca- I can't think of any more where I thought I'd a really soft spot for you, but you were shy. Because usually when they were shy, I just thought you were shy. <laughs> you know, that kind of way. Um, it was just one of those. Lads, give me a prediction. For, uh, give me a, <laughs> don't go there. Please don't go there with Abby Keita. Um Do me a favour and give me a prediction for Saturday before we go. Gag. Uh, Keith, you go first, go on. I think it'll be a toy game. I think it'll be a scuttery 1-0 to us. Okay, no worries. Shani, you, you'll be behind the sofa if it's like that 1-0. What are you going with? I uh, see goals. goals in this. Right, okay. You're going three the other two, way. 3-2, 4-2 to us. Okay, no worries. Um, I do agree that there will be a stack of goals, but I just think it'll be a stinker. I think it'll be one of them laden. I don't expect them to kick lumps out of us, but I think on the day they will, so... Take a smelly one nil win. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what way to look at this one. Can't keep winning two one for fuck's sake. Them yeah. boring nil. Guy and Ballam says two uh, nil clean sheet. Maverick has a two one win. Um, let me see. Phil Bab uh, says Cobb eighty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dylan O'Rourke says anyone know if that Brazilian young fella has a visa yet? Is that Alan? He'll never play with Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> Maverick, Maverick, sorry, has gone three two now. Two uh, one is just is the safe bet of the year. Says Yossi. Liverpool on penalties. Says Guy. No, we're not going into that. Uh, low scoring, but hopefully a win. Says not red. Cop eight. He has four one to the Reds. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go three one to Liverpool. 
Um, and Dylan O'Rourke uh, has put it perfectly. He says, I'm going to go for a Grizz, very tight 6-0 Liverpool win, because um, that's how Grizz rolls. Uh, listen, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Uh, Keith, first time on this show, and uh, thanks a million for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Gav. No worries, we'll have you on again soon. Shawnee, uh, quote of the night, uh, was definitely, uh, he couldn't kick water if he fell over both. Thanks a million for joining us. <laughs> no problem, Gav. Nice one, pal. Good stuff. That's been the Fatback 4 Daily. Listen, uh, just to let you know, there won't be a show tomorrow night. Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going on the lash. Um, <laughs> Saturday, we will have, uh, I will have something after the, after the game on Saturday. We're getting to close to Christmas then. There will be a Fatback 4 podcast on Sunday night. The club will be with you on Monday night. Um, Tuesday is Christmas Eve. You won't see us then. I'll try to do something on the 26th after the Leicester game and we'll be back into a normal schedule then. But as you know, it's Christmas. Lads need a break and go and be with their families. And I just need to spend some time with Grace. That's basically, that's how it works. Right. Talk to you in a bit. Have a good one. Over and out. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com forward slash AdHub. And start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.